Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. This is episode number 381, and today we're going to talk about one of what we think is one of the most overlooked pieces of golf equipment in your bag. It's also one of the most important. Mm. That's your grips and you wouldn't believe if you if you're someone who's had grips as kind of like a secondary thought and just kind of regripped only when it was absolutely needed when those things were down to like bare bones what you might not realize is how much technology you're missing out on there is an entire uh industry and 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 some very very intelligent people devoted to research and development of making those grips work for you better. And ultimately, if you haven't taken a good hard look at some of these advancements that have come into grip technology, you might be leaving something on the table. Yeah, and 100%. I mean, there was even a tip that Bruce and Greg gave us on this call. You'll hear it in a second of how you can stretch the life of your grips. Yes. That most of us don't even think about doing. Exactly, which is, you know, they're an investment. They're an investment that you make, they're an investment that you make monetarily, but also in your game. But one thing, and, and as Mike referenced in a second, we're going to cut to an interview we did the other day with uh, Bruce and Greg from Golf Pride. Um, and so much we learned on that call. Oh, it's, yeah. It's amazing. But mm-hmm. we've talked about here on the podcast, we've talked about this kind of extensively about how important your setup to, uh, to the ball is. And we say that that's kind of half the battle. If you're set up wrong, it's almost impossible to make a good swing. Mm-hmm. But if you're set up right, you're already kind of halfway there. At that point, a lot of the swing kind of does performs itself. And there's so much more we can control in our setup um, because that is something that, that takes more time. The, the golf swing happens in a fraction of a second. But if you can set yourself up properly, you're giving yourself a chance to make a great swing. And there are certain things that, that they've even built into some of these grips that can really help you make sure that you're aligned in a way that you make a consistent strike and in fact what they talk about and and stay tuned you'll hear this in the interview it's so interesting they said even if you don't have the best setup or the best grip it's the consistency consistently setting up in the same position will produce more consistent results with regards to your ball striking yeah definitely so that's where you're going to see and we're going to talk about how that grip technology is there to make that happen and plus as golfers too we play in all different conditions all different regions so there are different ways that you can cater that you and i mike we did our our recent vokey wedge fitting Mm -hmm. and as part of that a big part of the fitting was making sure that our bounce and our grind and everything that match the conditions we play regularly right well you don't think about that with grips but that's the reality you're, you could be a guy who's playing most of your golf in Arizona in that dry heat climate or somebody who plays in a much more wet, you know, humid climate. You need to be able to have a grip that can react to those conditions. It's always an afterthought, I think. You know, you get you get that full fitting and then it's just like, hey, what color grip should I put on right. this thing? Because you think color. Right. That's all. And that's what I think we're going to try to change here is, is, is saying don't leave something on the table by making your grips an afterthought. And again, uh, we're going to bring the experts in from Golf Pride in a second to talk about that. Uh, before we do, want to do a quick thanks to our sponsors. Of course, want to thank Titleist, uh, the number one ball in golf. And guys, the new Pro V1 and Pro V1X, they've been redesigned from core to cover. You and I have both been gaming them this season, and I couldn't be happier with the results. The Pro V1 is a ball that has always performed so well for me, but this year, they have getting longer distance out of it, but also a softer 
feel. And that's something that I was really after. Um, I just love the, just the green side control that I get out of the pro V one and just the feel of it. Like I said, I think so much of this game is feel. We talk about it week in and week out. You've got to have something that you feel really comfortable with. And I just really love the, uh, the softer feel plus the new dimple dimple pattern. It's the first time that they've changed their dimple pattern in a decade. Yeah, 10 and years, they, right? Yeah. And trust me, they don't make changes unless there's a change is that significant unless there's a reason to do so. And what we say the aerodynamics are just getting more distance. I love the trajectory. You use the pro V one X, which gives you a little bit of a higher trajectory. That's why we say go through a ball fitting because you can really kind of dial in which one is going to be right for you. But no matter which one you do, the pro V one or the pro V one X, they're both going to have that superior performance. It really helps you always bring your best. So check out titleist.com for more information on the new pro V one and pro V one X and get out there, try them. Dude, by the way i just want to cheers to you because we're both locked in in our games right we're now. playing well right now we're playing i got yeah. wood we're playing well we were hitting records we're going super low we had eagles the other day we got birdies out there so i mean our equipment's definitely been you shot in. what the other day you had a putt for 79 I had a putt for 79 i ended up three putting I, I, it was an 81 my score 81 81 i shot 84 that day we both it's rare that we both play well together on the same rarely game. we both play well i know it's pretty <laughs> it's nice pretty when well. it happens that's yep, for sure absolutely so want to thank FootJoy, the number one shoe in golf these guys offer more types of shoes for more players than anyone else uh now you can get matched with the number one golf shoe for your game on footjoy.com with their FootJoy shoe finder super easy to use you answer a, a few questions short questions and they'll find the right shoe that fits your playing style and your preference uh, you talked about playing in different parts of the country different terrains yep. you know whether it's cleated or spikeless if you're a narrow a wide an extra extra wide whatever it is footjoy offers the most styles for the most players and can mat can match you with the golf shoe that's right for you so find the number one shoe with the footjoy shoe finder visit footjoy.com slash slash shoe finder yeah and give the premiere series a look it's dope those it's shoes so are great straight, right? yeah go ahead i won't i won't interrupt yeah, you. i know they're so good but i, I just don't want people to miss out on it it's yeah so for great. sure yeah. for sure and lastly just want to thank ShotScope, the gps stat tracking watch and range finders that you've seen us use in all of our videos um you know we're loving the new features that are constantly rolling out and if you're new to the show and you're first hearing about ShotScope, give these guys a look go to shotscope.com slash golficity and just take a look at their products they have two lines of watches of v3 which tracks all of your stats out on the golf course with an ultra clean dashboard user-friendly graphics the technology it's going to blow your mind and there's the g3 option which is a little less expensive doesn't track your stats but it gives you that laser-like gps front back middle hazards all that great stuff um so one is um you know stat tracking non-stat tracking and hey if you want a rangefinder, they got you covered there for about 200 bucks they've got an awesome awesome range finder with yeah. all those bells and whistles of the range of the the pin lock vibration and the slope adjustment and everything like that so check it out once again shotscope.com slash golf and one thing you don't see elsewhere with shotscope is no subscription fees you buy the watch you get access to all the data all the new features that they're constantly rolling out like you said the new dashboard is so slick no one likes uh, a subscription fee no and it's all right there there's no there's no nothing after that there's no surprises you get everything with shotscope so that's another reason we love them we love working with them um all right so we're going to hop into our conversation now like i said we recorded this the other day and and if you're like us i'm going to tell you what if you don't learn something you didn't know before about golf grips after listening to this interview with the boys from Golf Pride, then 
hats off to you because I was surprised. And and I you know we deal with do- golf equipment constantly. Yep. And it's just oh, eye opening to me some of the stuff that they do as far as how they develop their grips, what goes into it, how they use player feedback, all those types of things. Um, just amazing. The, even the components and the stuff like that. They really getting into the the nitty gritty of the engineering and the science of it is so incredible. So we're gonna hop over that interview now. Take a listen. And like I said. If you didn't learn something, I'd be surprised because it is a really interesting topic. Let's go to that interview now. All right, guys, we'd like to welcome to the podcast Bruce Miller, who's the Retail Product Manager VP for Golf Pride, and Greg Cavill, who's the Global Product Engineering Manager. Two uh, long titles, but great to have you guys both here. Welcome, Bruce and Greg, to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're excited. Absolutely. It's great to have you both. And I, I want to talk about something uh, specifically when it comes to grips. Now, you guys live it. You guys live the grip world. So maybe not so much for you, but for me, uh, as a golfer, I just have this feeling like grips are one of the most widely overlooked bit of technology on the club. You know, so often we, we're thinking about club heads and shafts, but our connection to the golf club is in the grip. And I just feel like it's it's too often overlooked. Is that something that you guys find, you know, in, in your kind of journey of, of talking to the end users and, and the people who are using the grips? Yeah, I'll, I'll start this off and Greg can jump in there, but um, but 100% absolutely. And, and you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about you know, the grip being the only connection point that the player has um, to the club. And, you know, that being said, it, it, it's pretty important. It can affect, all, obviously, a lot of, um, you know, the performance of how a golfer plays. Um, but but certainly it is overlooked. And, um, you know, certainly, um, you know, not enough players out there re-grip consistently to really take advantage of the all the new performance we have. But, um you know, you guys probably know that Golf Pride is based in Pinehurst, North Carolina, which, you know, obviously is a major hub of golf activity here in the U.S. And, you know, Greg and I are over at the resort a lot, not not playing, uh, more kind of working on stuff. Uh, but that being said, um, you know, we get to see golfers from all walks of life and ability levels. And, you know, I would say that the one thing that is constant with all these players walking up and down the range, talking to them about grips is noticing that, you know, the majority of the, these players have grips that are extremely worn out, um, you know, well past their prime. Um, and, and it's not helping them play better golf. Um, and the other constant is, you know, once we start talking to these players and, and showing them new technology or just our basic lineup as is, um, you know, a light bulb goes off when they feel a new grip um, and, and they understand how important um, that connection point is to them playing better golf. And I'll tell you what, I am admittedly jealous of your location to have Pinehurst as your backyard. <laughs> and we actually, Mike and I were just down there. We got to drive by your new facility and it is just a beautiful facility that golf pride has down there. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I mean, it's, it's been kind of a long time coming. It's a perfect fit for, um, you know, the team here and our brand, um, you know, to, to, to have the facility, the headquarters for golf pride globally be located here in, you know, Pinehurst, North Carolina and having that connection, uh, to all that history and, and heritage um, that goes along with being in Pinehurst and really how our brand Golf Pride, you know, it, it fits very well, um, you know, with all that heritage and, and history because, you know, you know, obviously, you know, we're one of the older brands in golf. We've been around a long time since 1948 and, um, 
you know, that being said, we've seen a lot of things happen through the years with regard to equipment. Um, but it's it's cool looking back at all that history. And and and, and certainly um, with all the players that cycle through Pinehurst, there's this genuine interest in Golf Pride's brand um, because most of these players at some time in their career, either now or when they were growing up, have had an interaction with Golf Pride, you know, growing up, you know, they played the product and maybe they didn't know it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, certainly when they swing, you know, into the gates of number eight and they see the big logo on the on the very nice facility we have here, it, it, it you know, it, they connect the dots and they understand, you know, that's golf pride. They make the grips and I've been playing that for a long time. So it, it's super exciting. Um, and with all the activity that's happening in Pinehurst, um, you know, to have our brand, um, you know, plant the flag here and, and mm-hmm. be a part of that. It's it's you know, we're really, really looking forward to it. Well, guys, oh, all right. Oh, go ahead. Um, just a, a little bit more, you know, it's our, our heritage is really important to us, but at the same time, um, you know, we're looking forward. We're always looking forward to how we can improve the product. And that's the purpose of the building here um, is to be more uh, closely linked to the end user, um, to identify where we can really help out, where the common pain points are, and then develop those concepts as quickly as possible and these different solutions and go back out to the customer base and either invite them in here or we go straight out to the range and uh, really get first-hand uh, feedback. And we're doing that for, you know, the, the, the general golfer and we're also doing that for the, for the pros who uh, come into town and, you know, we also make trips out to uh, various events. So this building is really sort of like giving us an injection of uh, um, an additional capability and it t- really ties us in and, and it's how we're going to be mapping uh, future products out, um, you know, all based on the consumer and then bringing in new technologies to, to answer those, uh, those, those issues that players are, are experiencing. So you kind of just alluded to those new technologies. I'm, I'm holding these new MCC teams grips here. They just came in and I could just see by looking that there's so much technology that goes into developing these, I'm sure, and you know, you've alluded to player feedback, walking up and down the range, um, and you just talked about that other technology. So, what is some of that other technology, and how does that translate into performance for golfers? So, yeah, it's it's a it's a great question, and and you know, both of us have, have worked in the golf industry for a long time, and uh, we've come from different avenues. But if I was to sort of like, uh, I could take up the entire hour just talking about uh, the science goes into a grip believe it or not um they're far far more complex and involved than you would possibly imagine you know just looking from the outside um not only are we you know working to provide the the, the a really high performance contact patch to the the golf club and the connection and uh, we obviously influence that significantly um but we're also fighting the environment um the the sun the ozone layer etc everything works against us so we are our, our a lot of our, our engineers and technicians are developing new compounds all the time, and that's all bespoke compounds. We're not buying stuff in. They're all the raw ingredients, and uh, we, we develop for a specific need. So that might be high tack, high traction, durability, different colorways. Different colors will absorb different frequencies of light, and uh, hence we, uh, we also have to have uh, that factored in heavily. But uh, um, we are trying to provide product pillars that are easy to identify from the consumer standpoint. You know, you know it's, it's easy to understand what the benefits of uh, column A, column B, column C, for example. Um, not everyone swings the club the same, 
and everyone, ha everyone has a unique uh, need. So that's what the team here is all about. It's identifying those needs, as mentioned before, and then coming up with the science to, uh, to solve for that. And I think that that's got to be a challenge is taking something so complex and simplifying it for us to understand. Because as you said, yeah. as golfers, we don't, we want to know that you're putting the love and care of, of that, the granularly into like the components that are going into it. But what we ultimately just want is something that performs. So in a, in a way, there's a lot of that, that's, uh, it's kind of like it's happening in the background and it's something that it doesn't necessarily get the the to the spotlight but it's it's what we don't see that makes the biggest kind of differences in 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 the, how it actually works so you're doing a lot in the background that we don't get to see that's that's correct and, and one one of the things and you mentioned it at the beginning of this podcast is that you know the grip is often overlooked. And if yeah. you think about it, the, the common fitting practice and the, you know, the process that individuals go through to, uh, to get the optimum club, the last part of that jigsaw is typically the, the, uh, the grip, you know, right. the selection of the grip. But if you think about it, the grip influences so many things, you know, the, 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 the tension in the hands and the forearms, et cetera, uh, just the way that you uh, potentially deliver the ball, uh, sorry, the club to the ball. So, um, we are on a uh, on a path at the moment to try to change that. You know, make the the grip make, for, uh, allow people to understand the importance of the grip, and then hopefully it gets factored into the fitting uh, process much earlier on. Um, obviously, the shafts and the heads are very very key as well as long as, as well as the ball. But um, the grip is the only part that you're actually touching, and uh, the different sizes uh, there there's different weights, for example. Um, and all of that then has a knock-on effect to the overall club system. So, um, yeah, we're, 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 we're working hard to uh, uh, position the golf grip in the eyes of the consumer as a performance, uh, um, you know, a, a part of the performance equipment, and it's not just the handle. Um, obviously, traction is key, but it's all the other um, areas that it influences, and that's what we're trying to uh, get across to, uh, to the um end user, whether that's the high elite um, pro or whether that is someone who's just beginning the game. Yeah. And I think that's what's so interesting about it. And that's why I said earlier about how it becomes a bit of an afterthought for us as golfers. And it shouldn't be in this way. Like we go through these, these fitting processes, which are, which the great part about that is that they're becoming more and more prevalent for your everyday golfers. More and more golfers are going through the fitting process. But the way I think about it is it's like going and building a Ferrari and then slapping a city bus steering wheel on it. You know, th that's your connection. You know, it, just, it would make no sense. And you'd be doing yourself a disservice of not being able to really feel the performance of that vehicle by having that big steering wheel. So, again, I think that that I, I couldn't agree with you more that it should be baked in, you know, into that fitting process a little bit earlier. But another thing that I that I like about the advancements that we're seeing in grip technology, like we're seeing in so many other areas of equipment is the diversity. I think we're starting to see and learn that truly that not only is every swing different, but every player, every body is different. People's hands are different sizes. People deliver the club differently. They've got different strength characteristics. How do you design around that just to make sure that you've got enough options for the diverse group that is golfers. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in here and then, you know, Greg can 
can say his piece here, but it, it's it's everything. And, and we're going so far down into the weeds on everything that goes into a, a player's fitting when it comes to grips. And, you know, the, the, the first thing that most people go to, obviously, is the size of the grip, right? And, you know, as the category leader, we're going to have all of those sizes available from undersized to, you know, junior, standard, midsize, you know, all of that. I mean, you would expect the category leader to have that. So, I mean, that plays a role in it for sure. But beyond the, the size aspect of it, um, you know, you can get really far down in the weeds on how a player interacts with the texture on the grip, the material on the grip, the, the firmness or softness of that material, the taper rate of the grip, um, you know, how the, the, the player's hand chemistry interacts with that material, if their hands, you know, perspire a lot or they play in humid conditions. Um, so how, how the grip is actually finished, um, it can have like a velvety finish. It can have a very, very tacky, shiny finish. Um, so it, it's, you know, we, we've been doing it for a long time, but we've really started to, you know, almost go back to square one with the new facility here at Pinehurst. And, and that's what Greg was talking about. Now that we have access to these thousands of players that cycle through here, um, every spring in, in, in high season, uh, it's bringing these players in um, and, and going through the process with them to redevelop how grips are fit. Because, you know, Greg hit the nail on the head. But, you know, if you go get custom fit for clubs right now, how they usually fit grips is it'll be a two hour session and there'll be five minutes left at the end of it. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, what grip do you currently play? What do you want? What color? What size? That's essentially what the conversation is. Um, you know, and it's on us as the category leader in, go in golf grips um, is to really redefine what that experience is and, 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 and certainly have all the testing um, and data to back up any position that we have. So it's something that we've been doing for a long time here, but we're really starting to get it together. So it's a very, very easy to understand process to fit grips. And it's something that can be scaled. I mean, it, it's something that you can literally drop into any you know, club champion or any retail store, any pro shop. Uh, but we need to, to, to bring it down to the consumer level. So, um, you know, all of, you know, we'll have thought of all the little things about golf grips. But we need to make it very easy for the consumer to understand and the fitter to understand, but make sure that the consumer, the player um, at the end of the day is getting the best product that's going to help their performance. You know, we're not talking about just handles here. We're talking about your only interaction with the club is the grip. And we need to have the full on story to help fit them properly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And there's so much to it. There's, there's the empirical side of it, of, of what could be the proper fit, but there's also the subjective thing of that, With like with any part of a golf club, it should give you confidence. And that could be different for different golfers. It could be the look of it. It could be those types of things. So as you start to roll that out, if we've got some golfers listening and they, they're starting to raise those questions in their mind of, do I have the right grips for me? What, what resources do they have now that they can start to at least be asking the right questions and, and start to, to if, they're, if they can't rely yet on their fitter, if it's still kind of an afterthought there, what can they do proactively to, to kind of feel like they're, they've got the right grip for themselves? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you rewind a year ago, they didn't have much because everything was shut down. But now that right. everything is opened up, um, you know, the, there are several things they can do. I mean, obviously, the best you know way to get properly fit, um, you know, is what we've said for years. You want to go to somebody that's an experienced fitter, that's a PGA Club professional um, that can kind of walk you through the process. Now, obviously, we're working right now to redefine what that process is. 
Um, but if they're just sitting at home, they're trying to figure out, you know, what what's the right grip for them. Um, a good a good resource to start is obviously our website because you know we can walk everybody through the full product range, um, ways to do a static fitting as far as some measurements of hand and palm size and all of that stuff um, to lead them down the right road. Now now that being said. Um, we totally understand that it can be an overwhelming um, process or experience for a first time or if they're trying to figure out what grips to get. If you walk into a, um, a typical retail store like a PJ Tour Superstore, Golf Galaxy, Dick's Sporting Goods, they all carry golf pride products. But when a consumer walks in there, they're literally faced with 150 baskets with all these different grips in there. I mean, it, it, it's, it can be very, very overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but but you know, I would encourage a player to certainly seek advice on this because there's several things that the player can do to really drill down to the right, you know, kind of um, bucket of grips to look at. Um, but, but you know, what you want to do is, first of all, you want to look at the hand size. I mean, so you can drill down, you know, you get the proper size and how that affects performance. But another big thing to look at is what um, conditions does the player play in most of the time? Mm -hmm. Um now there's some guys out there and, and ladies that, you know, they, they travel around, they play in all different weather conditions. And you want to consider like an all weather grip, kind of a hybrid grip that can cover any type of conditions. But if somebody's living down in Florida and they're a heavy hand sweater, then we would certainly encourage them to look at something to mitigate that moisture. And that's going to be a full cord or a heavy texture grip. It's going to feel different. It's going to feel probably a little bit rougher. Um, but there's no substitute when it comes to mitigating moisture. You know, you want to have that cord, which kind of wicks away and absorbs some of that moisture. So from hand size, you know, to playing conditions, a player can land on something that's going to be pretty close to what they need. Um, and, and obviously, you know, as Greg was talking about with the facility here, we're going to, you know, really blow that out and, 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 and have a system um, that's going to go much, much deeper than that. But but it's going to go deeper, but it's going to be easy for the consumer to understand exactly what's going on, to fit themselves. Because at the end of the day, uh, we totally understand that, you know, a lot of people order their grips online right now. They're not going to get to the store. Um, and, and we have to have a process for them to, you know, vet all the, the, the many, many SKUs that we have to arrive at the right product. You know, it's yeah. funny that that regional example you gave, you guys can you guys can kind of feel our pain here being in Pinehurst. Similarly, we Mike and I did a, uh, a wedge fitting and we play majority of our golf up here in the northeast under these types of conditions. I would say 80 to 90 percent of our golf is played up here. Then we went down to Pinehurst. Right. And completely different ground conditions. And we're trying to hit the same shots with like, let's say, a 60 degree wedge and it was a disaster, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we messaged um, Aaron Dill, who's the, the Vokey wedge guy that we work with. And Aaron said, guys, you can't hit those shots with that bounce <laughs> down there. It's just not going to happen. And what that made me think when you said that about that conditions like with Florida, it, where, this is where you can, if you're not, there's the benefit of being properly fit to really start to hone in and dial in. But there's also where it can work against you if you don't have the right thing. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that, Bruce, because you're, there you're saying like you're raising the right question. So you're not you're not working against yourself. And one, one other thing I would, I would uh, um, recommend is there's a lot of new designs out there, which we see quite a bit of people just playing with what they've played with year on year. Um, and I would, I would challenge anyone just to make sure that you're always looking at the new options. Um, one example, even from, you know, for myself, 
for years and years, I was playing a, um, a, a 58 um, rib grip, okay? And then I was plastering multiple, multiple uh, layers of tape under it to get it to a point where it was comfortable. And it's only in the last 18 months I actually started to try out um, mid-sized grips. And for years and years, I've just been wasting this time. <laughs> I mean, I've been playing mid-size all along. And I think it was because, you know, I was following trends that you see out on tour or whatever. But it's 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 so important to keep looking and, and because the, the market is definitely evolving. Um, it's becoming much more uh, technology focused. Um, we are understanding more and more. And we're certainly putting in, you know, significant amount of uh, investment in terms of answering just the question that you raised at the beginning here. You know, making it as simple as possible, and so people can really understand the benefits of, of these key designs. But um, don't just you know revert back to what you've used in the past. Um, you know, I challenge anyone just go out there and, and have a look at some of the new designs, and even if it's uh, within the same product family but a different size. You know, I found personally on, on, that I find it much easier to control. It's more comfortable um, on the mid size, and it's a heck of a lot more. Uh, uh, easier to, to install, not having to put all those layers of tape on and then obviously pull them off time to re-grip. So uh, there's a whole host of benefits here. But, um, yeah, I always encourage people to go and, and have a look at the, the latest and greatest. Um, you'll be surprised just how, for example, on the comfort category, the CP range, CP2, we've got a new um, member of that family which uh, we'll be launching uh, sh uh, shortly. Um, I never felt that I would be a person who, you know, going from cord typically uh, would benefit from a, a softer grip. But in actual fact, again, that is something that, uh, um, to my surprise, it really has helped. And uh, um, having that softer grip, it's more comfortable. Uh, I still get a lot of traction. Um, and then just the sizing, uh, having that mid-size for me is is definitely the, the sweet spot. So uh, again, just uh, go out and uh, have a look at the website. Uh, as Bruce mentioned, get as much um, information that you can from a qualified uh, representative, you know, PGA representative, and uh, you will end up in a in a better position uh, long term. And you know, we do say that so often, Mike. We tell we tell our listeners because we've experienced it firsthand. Is to every once in a while reevaluate those new options that are out there because there are guys like yourselves, you know, who are working so hard on developing new things. And if we don't know about them, if we're not aware, if we're not educated shoppers as golfers, we're potentially leaving performance on the table. And, and speaking to that, that, that new technology, one thing I want to ask you about is this Align technology. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I'll, I'll kind of start this one out, but, um, but yeah, so Align was an, it was interesting because I'll kind of start the whole story with our relationship with the players on the PGA tour. Very, very fortunate. Um, at any event on tour, 80 plus percent of the field is going to be playing golf pride product. Um, and not one is paid an endorsement dollar to do so. They play because it's the best. So we're very, very proud of that. Um, but that being said, you know, with so many players on tour week in and week out using golf pride, uh, we have a tremendous advantage because we can look at uh, the data of exactly what they're playing. We can look at it, stack it up, cut it up, and, and really pick out trends. Um, and this has really helped fuel a lot of our innovation through the years, you know, looking at the best players in the world, the tip of the spear, these top of the pyramid guys, um, where they just have incredible touch and feel. I mean, I could 
spend an hour telling you some stories about the players and, and you know, some of the feedback that they've pro provided to us. And it's just absolutely, it, it, it's just will blow your mind um, uh, how sensitive their hands are. <laughs> They're very sensitive guys on tour. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that being said, we started to look at what they're using. Um, and what we saw was a third of the players, a third of the players that use golf pride, which is most of the tour, were using grips that had a traditional reminder uh, rib in the back of it. And Greg was touching on this because he said he used to play them. But a traditional reminder rib is that, you know, that 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 ridge, that linear ridge on the back of a golf grip with the, the traditional ones, it's poking through the material wall. So you install it and it turns the grip from cylindrical into something that has a little ridge on the back. That's, it, you know, as you measure it, it's not that tall, but you can feel it, you know, players can feel what that is and why the players on tour liked it was it, it, you know, reinforced exactly where their hands were supposed to go every time. Um, which is very, very important to the tour players because you guys have been out there, you know, Greg and I have been out there a lot. These guys, you know, they won't pull the trigger unless they go through their whole routine and everything is just spot on perfect. And then it's kind of point and click and go. Um, but the players were taking advantage of this technology. But when you looked on the retail side of things, um, in North America, primarily, we did not sell any grips with reminder ribs anymore. We used to way back in the day, but not anymore. Literally, all of our grips sold in North America at the time were round golf grips. Um, and that being said, you know, we said, hey, there's a big delta going on between what the best players in the world are using and what, you know, just your your everyday consumer is using. And why are the, the pros taking advantage of this technology and, and not consumers? So we started to look at the technology and really uh, take the feedback from the players. They used it, they liked it, but they wanted it to feel bigger. Um, they, they couldn't feel it as much as they would like. Um, and of course there's, you know, conformancy rules with equipment, so we can only bring it so high. But we, we looked at how it was being made. And like I said earlier, it was punching through a material wall when it's installed. But was there a way for us to reinvent the technology, to really bring it from the inside to the outside of the grip, to make it a visual technology, not just visual, but tactile? Um, so th that was the driver behind the line technology was to help the player get their hands in there consistently every single time. And, and where the technology really helps players is regardless of how they hold the club, it can be a Varden grip, a, a 10 finger grip, it can be an interlocking grip. And even if it's not like a picture perfect uh, placement of hands on there, if a player can get their hands in there the same way every single time, it's going to help them play better golf B before they even hit a shot. If they can just repeat that grip, they're going to play better golf. And that being said, you know, I've seen some guys that have horrible grips. I mean, just a real homegrown motorcycle style grip. I mean, it's not textbook, but they've figured out a way to repeat it. And these guys can shoot zero. And that's what we're trying to to help the general consumer with that uses golf pride, that uses a line technology. This isn't going to give you a perfect grip. You go to an instructor for that. Mm -hmm. But what this is going to do is help you get your hands in there consistently every time. And I promise you, you're going to play better golf because of it. Yeah, it's, it's a way that we can uh, influence feedback, club feedback, to drive consistency and, and obviously confidence. Um, so the, the Align that uh, you would have seen at retail, Here's the uh, the tall velvet version. We do it in the MCC Classic, the uh, the Plus Four, and also the Z Grip as well. Um, and it's it's interesting. Uh, Bruce touched on it uh, that in North America, 
typically has always been around grips, and there's a lot of people out there who've never heard of a reminder. Now, in Europe, where I uh, grew up, um, back in the UK, it was actually very, very common to have reminder grips, and that's you know one of the reasons is when they were coaching you at the uh, in the early stages, that was typically a way of ensuring that you had some feedback and you mm -hmm. you got again uh, the necessary muscle memory. Um, but here, there uh, has been a definite um, increase in the awareness now through the Align technology. Uh, we keep working to uh, advance that and and make it uh, better. Um, and again, there's a lot of development activity going on right now to uh, you know to to so it's definitely again one of those technologies. If you haven't tried it, try it out. Um, and you can also we've we've uh, some some of the players the better players are actually using this in terms of not just straight down the back of the shaft, but actually clocking at one or two degrees. Now that's taking it to the you know the elite level, mm -hmm. but again. Bruce mentioned, not everyone is gripping in exactly the same manner, but the Align is there to provide you with the necessary feedback and give you the confidence that, yes, you are holding the club the same time, the same every single time. So you can also experiment, as I say, with the clocking of that uh, Align strip to ensure that, uh, you know, if you're a strong, strong grip uh, um, user, then you can, you can bias it to that direction. And likewise, if you, if you play with a weak grip, uh, you can you can back it off a little bit. So uh, it's a technology which um, definitely has benefits, and uh, we have it in in four product pillars uh, for people to try, both in uh, standard and mid size. Well, it makes a lot of sense, and we all know golf is hard enough, and it's even harder to be consistent with a moving target. So as you said, you know, even if your grip isn't perfect, if you're doing something the same every time, you can at least make the other adjustments that you need to do in order to deliver that club to the ball. And when you're, you're approaching it differently, I mean, we've learned in, in so many of the lessons we've taken ourselves that uh, setup and alignment are much more important to the swing than we had ever believed when we first started playing golf we all thought about the actual motion and the swing you know swing mechanics but being set up in a good position you've already done so much of the work so having that little bit of a tool and i think another thing that just speaks to what you guys are doing is as you said so many tour players uh, adapting the technology using the technology because there's one thing we know mike from having the tour players on the show and things like that these guys they're playing for their living they're playing to you know for a lot of money every week they don't adopt something just because it's the latest they they, they truly don't they'll they'll wait to make sure that it's, it's the right thing for them so when they do adopt the technology you know a lot of a lot of thought has certainly gone into it that's for sure um so right. I think we touched right. on a lot of stuff. You know, we talk, talked a little bit about, you know, what signals that, that we have for when a golfer, when it's time for them to, to make a change. Uh, I think one of those being, is there new technology out there that you could possibly take advantage of? Uh, is there some sort of change to the region or how, wherever you're playing? We talked a little bit about how uh, golfers can, can start to make sure they're fit right, working with a fitter as that technology rolls out or visiting your website and at least starting to educate themselves. Uh, but before I let you go, tell us, is there a few more things? Is there anything else that we're, we're kind of haven't introduced in the conversation yet as far as how golfers can find out more about golf pride products and how they can make sure that they're, they're really doing the right thing they're, they're doing, not doing a disservice to their game from a grip standpoint. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I'll kind of start this out by saying, um, 
by next year, we'll be ready. So the, the best way they're going to find out about Golf Pride is make that pilgrimage to Pinehurst, North Carolina. Hey, as if uh, we needed another excuse <laughs> to go to Pinehurst. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, everyone, yeah. you have one. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but that's what we're working on right here is to have a whole full-on retail experience for the consumer. So they can come to Pinehurst. Um, you know, they can play the resort, but they can stop by here and go through a full-on custom fitting um, they can meet personalities like Greg Cavill um, and, <laughs> and talk to us at Golf Pride, um, but certainly get some insight in, into grips and, and really um, start to use that full on custom fitting process for grips that we're developing right now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's one of those things. And I'm so glad you guys had us on here because I, I do think that the, the work that we've done the last couple of years with uh, the new products and new technology that we've been launching it's getting people's and, and I, I call it, you know, their grip intent to go up. You know, they're starting to think about grips as being this performance equipment. Um, and it's, it's you know, having like the, the newest, latest and greatest. I mean, it kind of gets them in the door. It gets them kind of thinking about product. But, you know, once we have them, once they realize that the, the, the technology can benefit them, help them play better golf, um, then they're going to get into that regular seasonal cadence of regripping their clubs. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, Eric and, and Greg and I, we talk about this a lot. I mean, you know, certainly, you know, we have something um, for every golfer that's out there, all ability levels from tour pros all the way down to recreational players. But, you know, it's getting those those people to recognize that regripping is important. Um, and it's not something that you can do once every 10 years. And, and, and believe it or not, I mean, there's players out there that they they simply do not know that you can regrip your clubs because we yeah. see it all the time at the resort. It, it's unbelievable what some of these players out there are using. And, and some of these guys are like good players. I mean, they're like low handicappers and they're playing a, a dry rotted victory from 1978. I mean, I, it's just <laughs> unbelievable what we see. Um, and once they interact and experience, you know, the latest and greatest, just, just a new grip in general, the light bulb goes off, but yeah. you know, that's on us to a develop the, the custom fitting process here for grips, but B just keep coming at these consumers with the latest and greatest in technology as far as golf grips go. Um, and, and that's what we're happy to be doing. And, and we're just thrilled to be here in Pinehurst to be working with these consumers to pump this stuff out as quickly as possible. But, but just know this, I mean, everything that we come out with, I mean, there's a lot of thought that goes into it, a lot of testing that goes into it and not just with, tour players. Um, the bulk of the testing right now is done with those consumers and, and we're just super excited about it. And we can feel it happening here with golf grips. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Greg. Go ahead. You can. Uh, well, I, I was, was going to say um, that uh, just as a, a um, an add in there, just, just taking care of your current uh, grips can help. Mm -hmm. You know, it's amazing that uh, people will take time to, uh, to wash the heads of the club, but, rarely will scrub um, uh, scrub the grip and you can you can you know certainly uh, help yourselves out by a little bit of uh, warm uh, soapy water and then rinse it off and, and dry with a towel and you'll be amazed just uh, how much uh, traction you'll, you'll improve but um, not everyone's into performance and we understand that as well and 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 therefore there is also the desire you know uh, on terms of products and there's like a fashion uh, so that's why we also bring out, um, for example, MCC teams and, and uh, MCC plus four teams where you are able to sort of like customize the look of your clubs um, through different colorways and your allegiance to uh, various uh, you know, teams of the world. So 
Um, we're not just there to, to offer the, the best performance you can possibly get, but we're also trying to widen that um, breadth of product to, to uh, you know, fulfill the desires of, of, uh, of, of players. So whether you're supporting your, your local team or whether you just want a multicolored uh, grip set through the entire bag, um, there's always options there. So again, take a look at our, uh, our website. Um, the direct-to-consumer uh, channel is, is growing very, very quickly. And uh, there's some really unique products on there as well, which people may not be aware of that uh, you can uh, you can order and uh, have shipped directly to your house. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because we talked so much about performance, but it is so true. And one of the, my favorite things about the game is it's one of the few games, one of the few sports where you can truly express your individuality through anything from the way you dress while you're out there with the golf style and golf fashion to the clubs and the way you accessorize them and the way you can. And, and again, it just gives us more options. So I think you're right. I think you're hundred percent right that, that the really, the, the work here is just to get the word out so that golfers are not leaving these things on the table, these options, this performance options, because the reality is we know as golfers, if there's something that we think is going to help us play a little bit better, we're going to gravitate mm-hmm. towards it's like a magnet. So I think it's just that awareness. Once more and more golfers become aware of it, you're going to start to see that they're going to take advantage of it. And that's why, you know, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to come on the show. It was great to, to do this and get a chance because as we, Mike and myself, start to educate ourselves a little bit more on it, we want to share that information with our listeners. So this has been an incredibly educational. Guys, we appreciate having you both on the show and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get to check in again soon and, and hopefully someday you know what yep. you're thinking, right? Yeah, gotta get, I'm gotta on, get down. Yeah. He's looking for flights. He's, he's looking for flights. <laughs> <I'm on down. laughs> yeah, we gotta get down and, and check out the facility firsthand and, and really feel what it's like to go through that full gripping experience. So I'm sure we'll get a chance to do that. But in the meantime, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, it's been great yeah. having you. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. So did you learn something? Yeah, we learned. Yeah, plenty. we learned plenty, man. I tell you what, that was interesting, and then that's one of those things too. Like, I feel like we could just keep going and keep talking about it. And and prior to to some of this revelation that we're having and learning ourselves about golf grips, I didn't even know all that went into it. You know, it, we've we've been fortunate enough to work with some great fitters who have brought up to us some of the different things you can do with golf grips and some tapers and some sizing and stuff like that. But previous to that, any other time I've ever bought golf clubs i agree it was an afterthought for me i looked at a sure, color same. i liked and mm-hmm. picked it out and that was it um but i think that this is another way that we're getting some of the the equipment and technology that was only available to the highest echelon of pro golfers is now coming to everybody you know the fact that you're getting you know companies like golf pride that are, are developing these resources for fitters that are eventually will pass down to the end users, to the golfers of saying like, here's how to properly fit someone. You've got all this technology, but it doesn't mean it's it's, it's right for each person. You, each person is going to be able to benefit differently. So make sure yeah. that you match the right person with the right grip. So I think this is something you're going to see. It's going to be on the horizon as you go out there and you start to go for go- new golf clubs and get fit. You're going to start to hear more questions at, that are going to be geared towards fitting you into the right grips. And trust me, once you've had the right grips in your hands you know it makes a world of difference definitely in the meantime though check out the golf pride website we'll link to it in the show notes you can get to that by going to golfisty.com slash episode 381 uh, also we'll put it in the video description on youtube but check that out there is like i said there's information there that'll help to steer you in the right direction and once you see that you'll see there's just so much information there's so much development that's kind of 
come into this area of the golf game. And I'll tell you what, I'm interested. We didn't have the PGA show last year. When we get back down there, checking out the golf pride booth and, and getting a look for some of the stuff that they have. Yeah, but, that's right. You know, we got to get to Pinehurst. And, and I told my wife the other day after after we did this interview, I said, hey, I got I to gotta hop back to Pinehurst I, gotta go year, back. I think for a couple of days. Yeah. You see a facility like that and you got to get back. Absolutely. But anyway, guys, that's everything we have for you this week. Uh, special thanks again to, to Bruce and Greg for for joining us on the show this week and, and, and sharing some of that information that they have on the new developments and grips. And like I said, hopefully you guys learned something. I know we did. We'll be back again next week. As you as I said before, you can get to the show notes by going to golfacy.com slash episode 381. And we'll see you all again soon. Bye.